What's happening? Shit, I know something happening. Cause everything's moving. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Elevated Sports Podcast, and this is Eric Sagala. The following is a recorded radio show called The Unlimited Sports Show, found at GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network at the Colorado Media School. Are you ready? You're listening to The Unlimited Sports Show, where we talk football, basketball, baseball, and hockey. Oh yeah, you're listening to Unlimited Sports on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. I'm Eric, joined here with Michael, Hunter, Jack, we got Chris on the boards. How you guys doing today? Good, good. Excited to get this show going. Oh yeah, glad everyone's here and glad we can get things going. Uh, Been a crazy day so far at football, I heard the news of Bruce Arians, how was that? Well, Caught me by surprise, honestly. Very uh, random. I didn't I'm, see that I'm, one coming. I'm not that surprised. Just what Brady was kind of saying about how he wasn't, you know, he didn't care much for Bruce Arians, especially what he was saying, how Brady just kind of wanted attention out there before Brady said that he might be going back. So, yeah, I heard that there was rumors like early on that he didn't like the way Bruce Arians ran certain things. And, uh, you know, how, 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 how many times can you actually think like that that's real or not, you know, or if it's just rumors? Well, I don't know. I, we the one thing we didn't know is that Tom Brady really was a big fan of Todd Bowles. So I'm sure Brady's happy, and I'm sure Brady had a big word in in this going on. Yeah, that's the whole reason he came back. You know, heard that he could start making these shots, and now look what's happening. So uh, crazy, crazy day so far. Yeah, um, to the front office rule. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I guys want to know. Uh, since we're all here, we're all big time sports fans. You know, I, I want to know what got you into sports. You know, what was your favorite sports moment? Then we'll wrap up this conversation with what was your least favorite sports moment? Michael, we'll start with you. For my favorite, it's it's got to be one of the two. Either 2018, 41-33, Philadelphia Eagles beating New England Patriots. Or when Bryce Harper signed with the Phillies. Ooh, Philly guy over here. Wow. Yeah, sounds like it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be one. Sorry. Gotta be one. My apologies. Uh, the Super Bowl was nice. I mean, uh, I was rooting on the Eagles that year. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Finally, some good. The Philly special, special, man. That play with mm. drinks. <laughs> really infamous. What about you, Jack? For me, there's one obvious answer, and that is game 163 of the 2007 baseball season. I was there in person. Holiday definitely touched home plate, and uh, I'm glad we can all agree on that now. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that was that was a great moment. That was I remember that a lot. That was so much fun. The, the atmosphere in that stadium at that game was the most electrifying atmosphere I've ever been in as a sports fan. I bet it was bonkers. Yeah, then they got swept to the Red Sox. Hey, oh, they made it to the World Series. You can't, yes, sir, can't they complain, did. especially getting in, barely getting into the playoffs. And they beat Philadelphia. Damn. Yeah. What about you, Hunter? Who? What you got? Oh man. Um, for me, I'd probably have to go with that infamous Tebow to Demarius Thomas overtime winner against the Steelers in the playoffs. Uh, you know, I I was kind of into football a little bit then. Nothing crazy. 
just thought it was interesting. And then that was a season where I kind of gave it a chance and started really watching all the games. And then I saw that play and I was like, all right, I'm hooked. That's it for me. Oh yeah. That, that was a, that was a big time moment. You know, uh, Tebow mania is a nice way to top everything off. Um, yeah, that was his best game too, which was funny because he had like through finally threw over 300 yards. And, but yeah, yeah first game of the overtime to rules too, right? Yeah, first time, first game where winner or winner wins if they score a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't a big Tebow fan, but I, I never thought he would win a playoff game, and that was that was a nice way to go up. And then we get demolished by the Patriots. Yeah. So speaking of which, my favorite sports moment, you know, I've been around for a while. Uh, I remember Terrell Davis when I was younger, but I didn't really, I wasn't old enough to really appreciate those years um, the way I did later on. My, like one of my favorite moments that got me into sports was in 2005 in the divisional round when the Broncos played the Patriots and then Champ Bailey had that near pick six. That was like one of the the, the biggest, I remember when we, we traded for Champ and uh, I had like family members who were talking crap about him saying chump Bailey, you know, he wasn't good enough. And whoa. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we, we gave up quite a bit for him too. Didn't we like Clinton Portis? We got rid of Clinton, Clinton Portis, Portis, who was a pro bowl running back. Great, great running back. Broncos legend Clinton Portis. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For those two years, man, he was a legend. Uh, but no, seriously, when, when Chet Bailey, uh, picked off Tom Brady, that was a huge moment. Um, but other than that, I mean, I don't know. Uh, another big time moment I would have to say is uh, the Rose Bowl in 2006 when the uh, Trojans and the oh, uh, yeah. Texas Longhorns, Longhorns played. That was a hell of a game. It was a great documentary, a 30 for 30 about that game. So good. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking about. That's a really good one. All right. What about your worst sport <laughs> yeah. moment? Ooh. For me, it's got to be last year. That whole <laughs> Hawk series. <laughs> Just the amount of lone leads. Which is funny because we just saw one with Milwaukee. But just leading up to that and then when Ben Simmons threw the ball to Matisse when he had the wide open layup, it it killed me. But if I had to do other besides that, probably the Kawhi Leonard shot that bounced in. Wow. No, I like the Kawhi wow. Leonard shot, man. I remember Joel Embiid just kind of like, you yeah. know, shedding tears. That's one of the best shots probably ever made. It could be. That was like a storybook moment. It like it didn't go straight in. It like hit the rim like three times. Mm-hmm. It's even more special because that was the year that they won the yeah. chip. So yeah. that was huge. Yeah. Happy, happy for Toronto. I'm glad, I'm glad they won the championship. I mean, after that game, I was rooting for them all the way. Right on. Least favorite game. We're going to have to dig up some bad memories here and talk about a one Mr. Raheem Moore. <laughs> 2012 versus Baltimore. I mean, when you really think about it, it's, like, it's an NFL classic. It was back and forth and went into overtime. And, but, yeah, the outcome of it all, god awful. I was supposed to be the Broncos year, too. Like, they were poised to absolutely win it all. And they yeah. probably could have if they pulled that one off. But that was, that was terrible. That was awful. How do you miss time a jump? You're, uh, that was know. bad. That was, like, as bad as you can get. It wasn't get. even like he missed time. Like, he whiffed that. It was he was nowhere near that. <laughs> what about you, Hunter? Um, I don't. I kind of agree with him. That, you know, the Raheem Moore one was really tough. But if I had to pick another one, I'd I'd probably go Game Seven, second round of the playoffs with the Avs when they played the Sharks, Ooh. and they had that game winner. You know, they were, they had it. They scored, and then they literally just barely called Landis Gog offsides to pull that goal back. Dude, that was that was a bad call. That was uh that was heartbreaking. 
were, I didn't know, I didn't think we were going to win it all that year, but the fact that that's what determined the end of our season was just heartbreaking. Man, heartbreaking. Now, we're, now we're all going to be in a great mood for the rest of the show. I know. <laughs> Digging this you guys up. Hyped up. Um, but for me, I'd have to go back uh, 2013, you know, the greatest offense of all time, as one Wes Walker would say, trying to hype his team up. <laughs> Being down by like three snap. touchdowns in the Super Bowl. It was the first snap. It was like that day was so exciting. And then the first snap. It was set after that, man. Like I, I remember like going into that game. I was so oh. excited. I was like, this is going to be a great matchup. I went to bed that night and I had the worst nightmare that the Broncos were just going to get blown out of the water. <laughs> I woke up out of a dead sweat sleep. You know, I was just like, <laughs> nah, no way that's going to happen, man. We got Peyton. It wasn't a fever. Dream. And that was like the worst <laughs> Super Bowl I've ever watched. Eight points. Eight from the greatest offense ever. of all time. Yeah, wasn't twenty thirteen the Niners and Ravens? I was twenty. Well, that was, that was the year that the Super Bowl was played. But I'm talking about like the 2013 oh, season. I see. Yeah, yeah. The blackout game when the, the that was the oh, yeah, that yeah. was the blackout game when Goodell flipped the switch. <laughs> Supposedly, I'm losing my ratings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, what about your guys' uh, favorite sports movie? Moneyball. Moneyball. Just because that's a good pick. Brad Pitt's fantastic performance. That alone. I mean, I don't know. It's really exciting seeing the inside of a front office for a league. And I think with the Oakland A's, you know, how they were losing everybody to the Yankees and how they were. everybody looked at the Oakland A's as just a farm system for all of baseball. So seeing him doing things different and he really changed the whole game and then you got that. That insane winning streak that the Oakland Ways went on. And yeah, they lost in the playoffs to the Twins, but I think it was a phenomenal story. And overall, that's the greatest sport. So I, I, get, I, have, I haven't watched it yet. Um, it's on my like, two, but what is it about? Like, it's, give me the premise of it. So uh, the A's, the A's in um, 2001, they were, they were counted down and out pretty early. And then they decided to take the approach of sabermetrics and analytics and really applying that to their front office and their free agency and trade decisions. So it's kind of the first, cause you know, baseball was a little slow to get around to analytic type things. It's sort of a old classic kind of feel. And then that was really what kickstarted it off. And the A's were able to put together a postseason run with a group of relatively unknown players based on analytics. And it really changed the way that front offices operate. Yeah, it was smart, too, because it was like like he said, the, the year before they had a great team. They made it to the playoffs and then they had all these big names, you know, Jason Giambi and yeah. all these guys. And like he said, they were just kind of getting poached by uh, the other big teams around the league that had the money to pay these guys. So they had to figure out how can we stay relevant without having to break the bank because we don't have enough money to keep these guys. So they went out and Billy Bean. Yeah. Billy Bean is Brad Pitt's character, the GM of the A's. It's, it's not a hundred percent historically accurate. Like there are some Hollywood kind of dramatized moments but if you're a sports fan even if you're not a baseball fan you can definitely enjoy that movie one of the first shots for the start of that movie actually kind of compares the payroll for the yankees and the a's so like for the new york yankees it's 114 million dollars while the oakland a's only had 39 million wow and that is a big difference right there that's almost another hundred million dollars more that the yankees had than the oakland a's okay 
Favorite sports movie? I'm going to go with an underrated pick. I'm going to go with The Babe with John Goodman. If, uh, that is a good one. Oh, yeah. I used to That's love that one. I haven't movie seen that one in forever. But he I... is a pretty pretty accurate portrayal of what Babe Ruth is, and it's just his whole story from the time he was an orphan to becoming the arguably the most legendary baseball player ever. That's a good movie if you haven't seen it. Sounds good. Um, yeah, or, well, when we come back, though. Well, we'll talk about Hunter and I's and then we'll move on to the Lakers being out of playoffs and what uniforms we like to see. We'll be back here on the Unlimited Sports on GoldMileHigh.com. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet. I know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri-La? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it, too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio, it makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do, not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Hey, man, what's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beonair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Welcome back to the Unlimited Sports Show. Gotta be unlimited. They gotta have a thought process of being unlimited. 
You're listening to Unlimited Sports here on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. Eric here joined with Mike, Hunter, Jack, Chris on the boards. We were just talking about what was our favorite uh, sports movies. You know, we got uh, Moneyball from good old Michael. Um, and then, Jack, you were talking about Babe. Uh, why don't you tell people a little more about Babe? So, Babe Ruth, his upbringing is pretty crazy. Like, he was literally abandoned by his family when he was, like, eight or nine years old and sent to live in this orphanage. And the priests at the orphanage actually taught him how to play baseball. And he realized... A lot of people forget that Babe Ruth was a pitcher and a hitter for a while there. And he was actually really good. He um, he learned how to pitch from these priests at an orphanage and then was discovered by the Boston Red Sox. Ended up signing with them. Was a great pitcher for a while. But it's more of like the character. Like you realize that he was really a larger than life figure, not only for baseball, but for America at the time. He was one of the first sort of celebrity athletes i guess like one of the first like household name athletes that made people go to a game just to see one player it's a great story yeah i gotta check that one out again it's been like forever um but what about you hunter what what you got Uh, i'm gonna go with a classic i gotta i gotta say remember the titans you know you, you can't beat denzel and all that and the cast that they had i really liked the um storyline that they had with it you know it's tough to beat one of those ones where it's you you bring a team together like he did and feel good movie yeah exactly exactly left side strong yeah. side you know what another good uh story right now is the lakers now in the 11th seed out of the playing tournament Ooh. oh my god that, that is incredible <laughs> yeah kind of embarrassed to say i've never seen remember the titans what? is that weird wow i don't know how i just kind of slipped i live under it. a rock <laughs> I don't understand. No, it, it was a. I mean, it was a big time movie when it came out, like what, late nineties, something like that. Um, yeah, I remember the Titans was a classic. For me, I, I got to go with um, Friday Night Lights. I don't know if you guys seen Friday Night Lights. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a classic. It's, it's probably one of my favorites. Uh, good old um, Booby Miles. Booby Miles. Yeah. Yep. You know, watching that movie. You know, like I was in high school at the time when it came out and. I kind of could relate to uh, Boo Miles because, like, my freshman year in high school, I got hurt playing football, and basically it was like my third, like, bone-related injury to sports or whatever I was doing. Um, so, never really played sports again uh, after that. Um, played lacrosse for one year, but uh, yeah, man, I, when Booby Miles was like breaking down, saying that he can never play football again, I was like, ah, man, it was like a heartbreaking moment. Yeah, that's a good one. Billy Bob Thornton does a great job as the coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a good movie. Makes yeah. you appreciate those actors who really make you hate their characters in those movies, you know? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. How about those Lakers, though? I know. Jumping back to the Lakers, man, I, I'm so happy to hear that, that they're not even in the play-in tournament. Yeah, LeBron's continuing his ankle rehabilitation in L.A., so he's not on uh, for the road trip, and he missed that uh, one game against Dallas, that blowout, 128-110. And actually, another fun thing is a better put down ten thousand dollars on the lakers to not make the playoffs before the season started Ooh. and they would win one hundred sixty thousand dollars. wow if it if it comes out like that and that seems like what it's gonna be spurs right now are tied with them but oh. let's go spurs i wish i had ten thousand dollars just throw around like that that's wow. right 
Yeah. But seriously, I mean, like, is this not like the biggest disappointment of the NBA season? Like, this is supposed to be like the next superstar team, you know? I would say yes, but I do one think of, one of the biggest faults is the fans hyping this team up too much. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just oh, Lakers yeah. fans being Lakers fans. Well, a lot of people toxic. were looking at the names, you know, Carmelo Anthony, but what really can Carmelo do now? And then the other thing is they get, they were one of the best defensive teams last like, year, yeah. and they gave that up getting Russell. They lost their depth. And one of the main things of getting Russell was, well, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, they've been having some injuries. So Russell stays healthy consistently pretty much. So he can kind of be the star player for the team to kind of take over if they have to miss time. Well, how's that going to work when, you know, the team that's not, who's pretty poorly constructed around LeBron, you know, LeBron likes the three-point shooters, which makes sense. But Russell's even worse than that when it comes to, it's even a worse constructed team for Russell, just like LeBron. Yeah, who, who would have thought that move would have made them worse than what they were? They should have got Kyle Lowry. Taylor <laughs> <laughs> Horn, Tucker, yep. Kyle Lowry. That's all they had to give up. Well, I just can't believe how much Westbrook has fallen off. I mean, you think about a few dude, years ago when he won the MVP. Yeah, he was an MVP, man. I don't think it's necessarily Russell's fault. I no. think it's the fit, kind of he like is. what I was just saying. Like, He's used to being that facilitator guy. Like he, That's who he is. That's what made him the way he is. When you're... On a team with LeBron James, you can't exactly do that. And then when you take LeBron off the team with injuries and Anthony Davis, now you just have a team that's with no depth. That, yeah, it has yeah. no depth. And it's, I mean, you got Malik Monk Carmelo, who've been pr- doing pretty good for the Lakers, but that's not enough. No, and, no. not even close. Yeah, looks like they're going to be out of place. Three for seven in their last 10. Lost three in a row. <laughs> Meanwhile, San Antonio Spurs, who just leapfrogged them, six and four in their last 10. That's so crazy. It's not looking good. They're 31 and 44 overall. That's wow, brutal. man. Yeah, they have 11, 11, 26 record away. So how many times has LeBron James actually missed the playoffs? Like what, twice in his career? I think they said this was the first time since 2005, 2006. No, nah, I, I thought I thought he, he missed the playoffs just recently with the Lakers. Yeah, with the young squad. With, Two years uh, ago? Brandon Ingram, Lonzo. Yeah, oh, yeah, first, yeah. Oh, the first year with mm-hmm. the Lakers? Yeah, first year with the Lakers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you blame that one because oh, it's just, I think it's the lowest record a team has had of LeBron James since 2005 Cavs. Wow. It's happened three times. He's missed the playoffs. Listen, it's a pretty disappointing team. Like, I remember 19 years. Towards Kobe's end of his career, he was trying to build a a superstar team, and he brought in Steve Nash (laughs) and then Dwight Howard, who were pretty good players. But, you know, Steve Nash was at the end of his career, and Dwight, his first go around with the Lakers. That wasn't wasn't that, a, that so, was, but that was a disappointment. Too. That was when they tried to trade for Chris Paul, right? And the NBA vetoed the trade. Yep, they yep. had the whole deal in place and everything. And uh, damn, Adam I forgot Silver. all about that. Yeah, David Stern was the acting GM of the Pelicans at the time, I think, and vetoed Whoa. the trade on their behalf to send Chris Paul ultimately to the Clippers, or him and Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan never really could get it done either. <laughs> So it was LeBron's rookie year with the Cavs, 0304, when he was 19. And then the year after that, 0405. And then, like we said, that 2018, 2019 Lakers with the young the young kids and shift them all out. They get a championship, though. I mean, yeah, they, the Lakers yeah, are they set sold their for soul a few years. Years ago. They're set for another few years? Oh, yeah, because they just won the championship two years ago. I mean, 
Oh, about, so you're about, saying because they yes, won the championship, yes, yes. there's no. I, I phrased that poorly. If I was a Lakers fan, I thought you were saying they're going to be killing at the next. No, no, like, no. Oh, they're going to be getting older, <laughs> only older. The Mickey Mouse ring, the league future ahead for the Lakers as it seems right now. So of of the teams right now that are out of the playoffs, like so we have right now New York, Washington, Indiana, Detroit, Orlando. Lakers, Portland, Sacramento, Oklahoma, and Houston. Which of those teams do you think uh, are going to leapfrog into the playoffs for next year? Mm. I would have to. I don't know. I feel like the the New York, like the Knicks. I I have a feeling that they were going to do good this year. Like that, they they started off hot and then they kind of completely fell apart. Yeah, Julius Randle really took a step back from that yeah. ulcer that he had last year. Away from competing. I think I think the ideal thing for them is let RJ take over. Yeah, because whenever you know Randall's been out and it's just RJ, that's the main guy for that squad. That's usually when they're doing pretty good. But I think it's interesting with the Wizards, Bradley yeah. Beal coming back. He doesn't yeah. want to head out. Uh, and then you also have Portland, who was mm-hmm. Dame coming back, and I think they're going to make a lot of moves. Oklahoma to has keep them. so many picks in the future. I agree. They I think Oklahoma is. Yeah, gonna, Detroit doesn't have a bad couple players either they yeah could. they're just young i feel like yeah detroit can possibly get like i don't know like big time big superstar player on their team yeah um then i i feel like the potential is just really good for the pistons but like uh, going back to the knicks they're only five games out of the tournament but i, I just don't see them sneaking their way in this year no, no. but i feel like not enough time Bing that bong. they could pop, possibly do something next year to get in <laughs> Um, the uh, top four seeds right now is interesting for the East because right now they're all within you know a couple of games from each other because Sixers are one and a half game back, Celtics are one game back, and then Milwaukee is only half game back. And actually, Milwaukee and Miami are playing right now. Miami, of course, has the top seed, and right now it's a close game. Third quarter, three minutes left. It was seventy four seventy two. It's looking like a good game. It's going to be a fun finish towards the end, and you know these seedings. A lot of people forget that. Home court advantage really is a big part of the playoffs. And, it can help. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think after the bubble, it really woke people up to realize, you know, because I don't think the Nuggets would have gone, you know, the, the no, 3-1 comeback. Probably not. If they were actually playing again, you know, away at the other team's home stadium. And I just, that's tough. I think that you're right. The home home court advantage is going to be massive. Right on. Yeah, we're going to, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, some of our favorite uniforms things. And uh, you're listening to the Unlimited Sports here on GoMileHigh.com. Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know? 
from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do in not only school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama, what? you know, the Dalai Lama, uh-huh. his laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking, really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than GoMileHigh.com. Lama, uh-huh. they got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time. Two one. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. It's great. GoMileHigh.com. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Shall This is the Unlimited Sports Talk Radio Show, where we talk unlimited sports on Go Mile High Radio. Limited sports here on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. And, uh, Talking about the Lakers being out of the playoffs and, uh, you know, some of the other teams that we're in. I'm here with Michael, Hunter, Jack, Chris on the boards. Um, so, yeah, guys, uh, you know, the Lakers probably have, like, the most boringest uniforms I've ever seen. You know, they don't oh, change anything up. Same with the, same with the Celtics. Say hello. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I want to know, what, what are your guys' favorite uniforms out of any sport there is? Could be MLB. Hockey. I don't care. Tell, tell me gonna, what is gonna, your favorite. I'm going to hit you one. with four of them. Good so one. for MLB, I'm going to do Yankees just because of how iconic it is and the pinstripes. That's fair. That logo alone, I That's mean, fair. you recognize that. Anybody, you know, even if you're not a fan of the Yankees, a lot of, you know, casuals wear, wear, wear the Yankees hat. Mm-hmm. Uh, NFL, I'm going Chargers. That oh. baby blue with the oh, yellow. Thank God you didn't go with the Cowboys. I was going to be like, oh. man, there's something wrong with you. Why would I go? I can uh, you went with the, the Yankees before. What was that? I can appreciate the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. The Chargers, the Chargers pick. They're pretty slick. 
And then for NBA, I'm going to go with the recent Charlotte Hornets. Oh, just that okay. blue with the white pinstripe. I think it's classic. I classic like the court too with the that court, the court as well. Yeah. And then NHL, I'm going to go with Red Wings. Okay. Wow. Some classics. Wow. All right. Yeah. I'm going to pick. I'll do four as well. Um, NBA, unbiasedly, I'm going to say the Nuggets retro rainbow skyline jerseys. Like, first of all, like, it just you see that and then it reminds you of a certain time. And like, you can see, like, what other... I don't think there's ever been a pro sports team to use a rainbow in their jersey. Maybe now with some of these, you know, city editions. But because it's, it's colorful Colorado, man. It is. And I like it. Uh, NH, um, NFL, I actually kind of like the Cleveland Browns. I'm going to say that. I think it's an interesting couple of colors to put together. The, the blank helmet straight up. I think it's iconic. I'm going to say that. Were we just talking about like the most bland and boring it's sta- it's interesting because it, <laughs> there is one other team that has a rainbow for their jerseys, oh. uh, a cycling team. Oh, uh, yeah. we're talking about sports here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, in the Olympics, you know who I like in the sports. NHL, the NHL. I like those, um, the Arizona coyotes old ones with that kind of Southwesterny coyote on there. I think that's a really unique sort of regional appreciating like, I like that. No, I, I agree with you on that one. Those ones are pretty cool. They have like almost like a Central America type yeah. feel with the colors and the way it's drawn on. In baseball, I, I've always liked the Seattle Mariners. I've always liked the teal. Teal works well in sports, I think. Kind of encompasses that region. Sort of looks like what Seattle looks like. Those all tan. I think about Ichiro wearing that. What about you, Hunter? Um... Uh, I'll probably start with the NFL if I had to say NFL. I really like the Seahawks lime green jerseys. Ooh. I like the color rush. The color rush ones. Yeah. I like oh, I like those ones. Wow. Those like highlighters. Dude, yeah, they're they're different. They're so different compared it's to a different. lot of the hunters different. We'll say it's different. Right. Right. <laughs> I mean it's better than like the Buccaneers who have Ooh. the red and then the other what was that game they had a few years ago with the color rush when it was like red versus yellow and I think it was like the Rams. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Ketchup versus Chiefs. mustard out there. It was Chiefs and Rams. Chiefs, yeah. That was one of those high scoring games. That was one of like game I gotta years disagree that. with that, that game Seahawks was uniforms, honestly. Not a fan. Yeah, I like I love I I like green up. and I just like the fact that Seattle sticks with that color scheme because even the Mariners kinda yeah. have like that teal, you know, yeah, color like scheme. So. Oh the Mariners. See, I, I like green, but I don't like light green like that highlighter yeah, yeah. That's, yeah that's the lime yeah are those yellow or green <laughs> and then for baseball i'd probably go with the blue jays oh i like that light blue I that they too. have let's go and, and I, that is one thing you've been seeing in major league baseball recently is everyone every team's wanted to bring that powder blue back yeah yeah I like that, and then I like their, you know, their logo that they have too, where they kind of incorporated the yeah. the um, maple leaf yeah. into the Blue Jays' head. I thought I think that was really creative. Mm-hmm. And then for hockey, I'd probably have to go old school with the um, Nordiques jerseys. Ooh, I like the Nordiques jerseys. I like cool. their logo. It's like one hundred percent a hockey stick. Yeah, it was. You know, it's another like powder blue. Um, They've got like I don't know what it's called, but the little Saint logo looking thing where it's oh the Fordley yeah whatever it's called I I really like that I like the um, Avalanche when they did the the throwback jerseys last year yeah and they kind of incorporated that in and then um, for basketball 
I'd probably have to go with the uh, old school Houston Rockets jerseys. Ooh, okay. Yeah, those ones. Those ones were the sick. black ones with yeah. the stripes on them. Yeah. Hakeem. Yeah. 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 Those are those were fun. I, I like those ones. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Oh, dang. Um, you guys said some good ones. I mean, Michael, you had the San Diego Chargers. I really like those throwback ones. The baby power. LA Chargers, ones? thank you very much. Just like, <laughs> <laughs> they shouldn't have left San Diego. Yeah, I, I mean, with with the NFL, I actually, I don't know. I, I kind of like the Dolphins, hmm. like throwback ones, like the ones that they have now, but the throwback versions. I feel yeah. like they're a little more green. Um, I'm not a big fan of their new uniforms or their new logo. Yeah, the logo looks a little... Uh, but whenever they rock those those like fried. throwback ones, I really like those ones. Um, but I don't know. Uh, let's see. Hockey. Damn, that's a hard one. But I have to go with the Golden Knights. Another newer team. But uh, oh, I feel like those, those uniforms are just so slick. I like their helmets. The chrome gold. Oh, oh yeah. Those yeah, their helmets. I like Notre Dame. Yeah. The, the goalie's helmet always looks freaking fantastic. I have to say that's probably one of my favorite aspects of sports is the goalie helmets because they can put whatever design they want on there. True. Yeah. Like the and it's always masks. so fun, man. Mm-hmm. It's really dope. Eagles are bringing back the Kelly Greens for 2023. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Safe. Talking about all these throwbacks. So, Broncos. And that's what NFL teams are going to be doing soon with the helmet. One thing I do want to see is the Bengals with the all white. I want that white tiger helmet. I think that okay. would be really cool. What that. would you want the, the Broncos to do? Old school, straight up authentic. I, I like the, the the orange jerseys that we used to have in the nineties. The and yellow and brown, that new blue. Oh, oh god, the rotten banana jersey. Knock it off. I hey, like you know the, what? Um, in this new century, we are undefeated wearing those jerseys. So <laughs> the one time, the yellow and brown ones. Yeah, we wore them like twice back in the Kyle Orton days. Yeah, the good oh old Kyle Orton gosh. days, man. I, I, I like the the old. Uh, the old Broncos white uniforms where they kind of have the, the orange and blue trim around them. Right. Yeah. I like those. I, I think, and then obviously the old logo, I think could make a comeback, but I would definitely like to see like the newer helmet of the color rush that they have. The blue ones, not the baby blue ones, but oh, the helmet and then the yeah. old school look. I, I think those, would be good. I agree with like mm-hmm. the, the, the orange, blue. orange and white stripe or whatever down the middle. I feel like it's time for the Broncos to make some sort of yeah. change to the uniform. New owner. You never know. New ownership. That's the Broncos are in a, a re evolving era. Just like, as long as they don't change the, you know, the entire logo and everything. Yeah. No. <laughs> I wonder how people felt in the late nineties when they changed the logo. Like, was there any backlash to that? Like, I'm did sure anybody there was? I'm I mean, sure I feel like that, that's how it goes for everything. You're Everybody always like, oh, I don't like it because yeah. it's new because you're so used to something. And then, you know, exactly. a month goes by. It's kind of like when you get a new Instagram update and you're like, son oh. of a gun. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing with this sure. one. But then after a week, a you're, bit, you're like, yeah. I don't even remember what the old one looked like. <laughs> I really don't. But we, we talked about bananas earlier. We brought up bananas. The Savannah bananas. Ooh. Did you see that the batter, when you have to bat, he did the splits during it so the the hitting box for him got smaller and he actually got a hit really he got a hit in a split stance minor league baseball is becoming so gimmicky like i don't know if this stuff is serious or just kind of they gotta make it fun though they do yeah because you know the fans aren't going there to see (laughs) the players that are playing they're there for the experience you know bring the kids out have some food just walk around and minor league baseball is fun it's fun going down to those games. I've been to a couple uh, Sky Sox games. Now they're the Rocky Mountain vibes of the independent baseball league. Oh, for real? Yeah, but if you um, if you ever are in a small town and there's a minor league baseball team, like you can usually get some, 
you know, pretty good food. They always have some kind of like gimmicky night, like where they give away like a bobblehead or a hat or a mini bat or something like that. If you like baseball, it's fun. But yeah, that dude in the splits getting a hit was pretty wild. Huh. I got to check that one out. <laughs> yeah. Another gimmicky thing is a home run derby X mm. where they're going around the world. Yeah. They say they're getting some, you know, they call it uh, legends of the game when they're not really legends like Nick Bruce Swisher. Lee. Yeah. <laughs> it's really loose, but they're trying to get, you know, other people around the world into baseball because baseball desperately needs that for, you know, getting some fans out there and understanding the game and having a good time with a home run derby in their country bringing some fans out i'm glad you know they have some like tiktokers also joining in on the home run derby so i'm glad <laughs> it's not they're not switching up the actual all-star game for major league baseball i'm glad that it's its own separate thing because when i first read it i got a little worried yeah. i'm like oh my gosh they're absolutely ruining the home run derby and a lot of people were really confused on how it worked or what they were really doing but i think it's good bring more fans to the game yeah i'm all for you know some uh, fans outside of the world or outside of the states you know getting into our sports. Um, I think it's exciting, you know, just imagine like in 50 years, you know, like everybody's universally playing like football or baseball. And now they have like these world tournaments rather than just the world series or uh, the Super Bowl. You, you know, think it becomes bigger than that at that point. You think football playing some games outside of the country has something to do with that? Yeah, well, possibly. I mean, but I also think it's a smart thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Baseball doesn't really have an international problem. Like, baseball is a pretty big game across different parts of the globe. Like, Japan. and Japan's big one. Uh, obviously, in Latin America and in yeah. South America, baseball is huge. Did you see Japan's uh, baseball league for, like, the first game? Their manager came out on a hoverboard. What? No and way. He came flying down. And Whoa. then he unzipped. He had the helmet on. Dude, they do things different. Dude, I've Japan. always <laughs> wanted to go to a Japanese baseball game. Like, they, it's, Talk it's about a, a show, really man. different... Yeah. They have like chants and stuff like for yeah, every individual hard. player. Like they have these little dances that they do for all the players. It's like college sports over here. It is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> What's your guys' favorite all-star event for all the sports? Ooh, I love the home run derby. I used to like the way the skills challenge used to be like in the early 2000s in the NFL. I really enjoyed the skills challenge this uh, year. I kind of like how they split it up between the Rooks, the Cavs, and uh, Adana Kumpos. I'm a, okay. NBA, yeah, yeah, you're talking about? I, I was talking about the NFL. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Oh, I yeah. thought you were saying that like skills changes in the NBA. Uh, I thought those were okay. fun too, but no, I mean like the way they used to be in the early 2000s for oh, the see. NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and they used to have like the best quarterbacks go out there and, and like, you know, try and do the stuff. Uh, yeah, you know, like long I kind of missed it this year. Kind of wasn't really invested. I think everybody missed it this year. year. Then, the, the Pro Bowl needs a revamp. The Pro, the Pro Bowl needs a revamp. Complete image change. They need like, to figure some out with the game. I need, they need to bring, you know, so alumni in or something Pro. different because they're basically playing two-hand touch out there. It's yeah. so hard and, to watch. But I enjoyed the home run derby here in yeah. Coors Field. This I was year. here. I was there. Nice. I was up at the rock pile. For me, it's got to be just the uh, MLB All-Star game. Yeah. Just so the much whole fun. event. Isn't I it mean, so much better than all the other ones? Yeah. 100%. I actually went to the All-Star game in Phoenix in 2011. And uh, it was a crazy experience. They have, they have so much stuff for you to do before and after the game. It's like they have like sort of exhibitions. Like, like it's almost like a museum of baseball that kind of travels around. Yeah, it's a good one. I went this year to at Coors Field. It's a good time. Right on, guys. Well, I really appreciate your time. Chris, thank you for being on the boards. Mike, Hunter, Jack, this is Eric. 
Oh, we're not. This we'll is the Unlimited right Sports, and we'll be back on GoMileHigh.com. <laughs> Hey, Colorado sports fans, you're listening to GoMileHigh.com, a student-operated station live from the Colorado Media School Studios here in Belmar, giving you a different perspective on all things current. Stop torturing yourself, fans. Live in the now. So stay tuned to see what's coming up next on GoMileHigh.com, Colorado's sports lifestyle. Show Every day across this country, hundreds of college radio stations take to the air, broadcasting music and programming that you won't hear anywhere else. It's one of the last places where people can really be able to actually say what they want to say. Without it, you wouldn't have a place for local artists to perform. Certain people need to have a chance, a fighting chance, and college radio is that place for it. College radio changes the lives of those who are involved with it and can change those who listen to it too. This is where we start out, you know, from getting all this great experience working in college radio makes you want to work in real radio. College radio means finding yourself. It helped me find what I wanted to do not only in school, but in life. So support college radio by continuing to listen to this station and supporting the students who make it happen. College radio now more than ever. A message brought to you by this station and the College Radio Foundation. For more information, please visit collegeradio.org. So I'm taking a trip over to Tibet, you uh-huh. know, see the sights, climb a hill or two. But I remember, oh man, I got one guy out here who I actually know. So I give an old ringy dingy to the Lama. What? You know, the Dalai Lama. Uh-huh. His laminescence, really? flowing robes, grace, bald, striking really. I says to the Lama, hey, you remember that round I carried for you down in Shangri-La? Well, apparently some station out in Lakewood taped the whole thing. Oh. See, the Lama's a big hitter. Nailed two eagles in a row that day. Well, he says, what station could have possibly gotten all the way out to my sacred holy lands in Shangri? I says it was none other than go mile high that camp, Lama. Uh-huh. They got the best sports coverage in the state. The Lama actually tips me this time, 2-1. So he pretty much stiffed me again, but I got him hooked on GoMileHigh.com. So I got that going for me, which is nice. That's great. GoMileHigh.com. Hey, man. What's wrong? I'm feeling lost. Lost? Yeah. I feel like my choices in life aren't getting me anywhere. And I feel like I don't have a voice. Well, did you know that the Colorado Media School is the perfect way for you to get that outlet? Really? Yeah. Because at the Colorado Media School, you can have a voice. Enrollment starts today. So find your voice at beyondair.com. It's changed my life. Let it change yours. This is the Unlimited Sports Show. It's where you get all the unlimited sports information you need. Breathing is hard. Bear tested. Somebody stop that man. Welcome back to Unlimited Sports on GoMileHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. Eric here, joined with Mike Hunter Jack, Chris on the boards. Guys, how you doing? Um, we were talking about... Uh, Basically, some of the uh, 
things that we're going to hear. Uh, well, actually, Michael, you got some information about who's going to be on the new Hard Knocks. So, who's uh, what exciting franchise are we going to be watching this preseason? Oh, what's exciting? Because it's the Detroit Lions. Ooh, what? Oh yeah, I, I think it'll be good. I I do think the Lions are in the right. They're taking the, the right steps towards becoming a franchise that isn't, you know, awful. But are they worth watching a preseason? I would say so, just because of the coach. I, was I mean, yeah, say, the coach. I really like Campbell. Yeah. Dan Campbell, right? That's who they have. Do we yep, actually Dan see Campbell. him bringing a lion onto the field and just kind of watch people in practice? Yeah, that better chained, happen. Chained up to him. That'd be one way to get hard. I like Dan Campbell a lot because he, you will see him doing push-ups with the players. You know, he's one of those guys where, I mean, I mean, look at the difference of, you know, Jacksonville and the Lions, both, you know, top two picks, but he never lost the locker room for the Lions. Oh, yeah. He cared just as much as the Lions. And that's one thing you really don't want to do. If you lose that locker room, you're done for you. You saw it that game where they got their first win. And Jared Goff, you know, oh, flung yeah. his helmet off, ran yeah. towards him, gave him a big old hug, Dude, man. Like they won the Super Bowl. They, yeah, they, they won for their coach, man. They, they weren't were that bad. It. You didn't see that from Jacksonville at all. Yeah, and literally, like, throughout the season when they were having that tough stretch where they kept losing games, he literally had, like, the press conference after one of the games. Yeah, Syria. Yeah, where yeah. he was just, like, heartbroken because of what happened, you know. But, uh, well, you know, it, it could be exciting, you know. Who knows, Jared Goff. Maybe the I don't know what they're gonna do with in the draft. So that that's uh, I don't think this year is the year they should take a quarterback. They I'm should. hearing quite a bit that they're trying to trade back away from that number two spot. That is the I one would. thing I could see them then taking a quarterback is if they draft if they trade down to then take like a Kenny Pickett or Malik. I could see them doing that, but I think for this year I think they'll stay there, possibly get a Hayden Hutchinson, keep him in Michigan potentially because I feel like they're gonna want to get that in the trenches and they still are gonna have Jared Goff's contract. That they're still gonna have to deal with. So next year, when maybe there's a better crop of college quarterbacks, then they can take a quarterback. Then you never know, though. I mean, you look at the division. You have the Packers, who basically run it, but they're kind of close to a rebuild. I mean, Minnesota. Oh yeah, is on the down. Is on the decline. I mean, they really don't have much going for them. They have Dalvin Cook. They have Justin Jefferson. They have Kirk Cousins. That, that's about it. Their defense is not what it used to be a few years ago when they made it to the playoffs and did stuff in the playoffs. And then, you know, the Bears are just going to be the Bears. Right. There's just a huge question mark with the Bears. Right. Is Justin Fields the answer? Yeah, exactly. If Justin Fields doesn't figure out what he's doing with that team, they could be in for the long run on trying to figure out what they're going to do with their quarterback. So, you know, these Lions might be set up for success within the next few years. When was the last time the Lions had won the division? Won the division? Won the division. They made the playoffs with Calvin Johnson one year, didn't they? Yeah, but I don't think they won the division that year. No, they were definitely a wild card. I would have to think like, what, 90s? Something with uh, Barry Sanders. Yeah, Yeah. 91, I'm guessing. I don't even know then, really. Yeah. No. But uh, I don't know. I mean, who else on the Lions are you excited to watch? Like Penny Sewell. Penny Sewell. Hawkinson, man. Hawkinson's on the come up. Good old TJ. Um, yeah. They still have Theo Reddick on that team the, uh, or no? I'm not sure. I know that they have Swift as their number one right oh, now. Swift, right that's right. I was yeah, Maybe I'm going back a couple years. Uh, he, he showed some stuff. having a hard time coming up with some current Lions. They just got a Chark, too, from the Jags, didn't they, DJ Chark? Oh, yeah. Another, I mean, talking about the Lions, another crazy thing. The Cardinals beat the Washington Nationals today, twenty-nine to eight. And yeah, I know it's spring training, 
But still, 29 runs. Doesn't count. Is I mean, absolutely I was saying insane. like 17 the other night, and you're like, it's just being. And now you're hyping up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know, man. 29, 29 runs in any baseball game is a, a Sounds like they rigged the game. They scored no, 15 signs. It's been proven in the past. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure the Lions were. Um, Undefeated in the post in the preseason, the year that they went 0 and 16, right? That is correct. Yes. That's astonishing. There you go. That's the one stat you need to prove. The one stat. Bruhos <laughs> <laughs> yeah. is calling it a career alongside Yadier Molina. Albert and we're going to see about uh, Adam Wainwright. He's yet to say anything on that. Uh, but actually, after Albert Bruhos got his first hit as a Cardinal back again with the team, minutes after that, uh, he received a text message saying that his wife's brain surgery was a success. So, good on that. Good for her. It's going to be a fun season for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, they've still got a really solid team. There's, their rotation is, I mean, nothing to look away from. They're not terrible, but the teams that they're going to have to compete against in the playoffs are probably what's going to be their downfall again this year. Yeah. Yeah, imagine if they had signed with, uh, or they had uh, gotten Trevor Story on that team. Actually, oh, it would have been the Rockies 2.0. Yeah, but their infield's pretty dangerous. I mean, let alone Nolan Arenado on the left side of the infield. He pretty much can do anything for you, and I know you guys surely know that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he wasn't just, you know, like the third greatest or the, the greatest third baseman I've ever seen, you know, but oh, yeah. whatever. Well, I mean, you also have Molina, you know, one of the greatest defensive catchers probably ever to play the game. Yeah, leader Paul Goldschmidt. Oh, yeah, they did get Goldschmidt from the Diamondbacks. He went, huh? he went four for four today in that uh, big blowout. In that exhibition contest. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jack. You got something to say? That's yeah, like a quarterback like throwing eight touchdowns in like a preseason game. Right. 29 runs is still impressive regardless if it is spring training or not. Yep. There was a game probably 10 years ago that I was watching on TV. The Rangers beat the Orioles 30 to four is the final score of that game at Camden Yards, 30 to four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that news about the, the lions, um, it's on what on HBO max. When you're done watching that, you can also watch uh, winning time. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's about the showtime Lakers. I haven't. It's is it good. I've watched like the first couple of episodes, man. I'm hooked. It's really, it's really interesting. It's really, it's very, com- you know, comical. Uh, there's a scene with uh, Korean Mobile Jabbar and uh, it's classic, man. Uh, you, you guys just got to check it out. I don't know how or if you can. I highly recommend Winning Time. It's it's a really good show. See, the thing for me, it's tough because, you know, Magic Johnson, everybody knows what he looks like. So it's hard for me Supposedly, to kind of lose. I heard that the guy who this played actor Magic looks Johnson pretty, pretty dang close to impression him. of him. Yeah. Well, I've yet to see it. But and then from, there's a from the trailer that just I've seen, like, I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, Abdul Jabbar too. <laughs> it's really, it's really good. So, of the kind of staying on NBA, of the upcoming free agents for the, is there anybody that you really want? I mean, it says Bradley Beal most likely staying the Wizards. I'm interested what Zach Levine does. Ooh. Do you think he stays with the Bulls? Probably. Ooh. A fully healthy Bulls next year is in the East. They're a contender. If they were playing like the way that they were earlier this season, DeRozan has another good year. I'm, if I was in the East, I wouldn't count out the Bulls. What kind of contract would, would, your, would you want your 76ers to give Harden? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Or do they, uh, let him, do they let him walk? Oh, no. 
Are you kidding me? They did not. They gave up Ben Simmons for him, bro. Yeah, and he has yet to do anything. Uh, I don't know. Two year? Two year. I'm comfortable with that. Give him as much money as he wants for two years instead of handicapping yourself for, you know, having to be with an older player for longer than two years for me. He might request a trade a year and a half in. Eh, he's with... Uh, uh, Daryl Morey now. So he's happy. That's all he wanted. Do you feel like Westbrook, his market has uh, gone downhill? He's going to be free. Oh, 100%. Sure. I mean, Lakers will probably get a second round pick for him if they see, do end up trading. You see these other guards, you know, you got Irving, you got Wall. Um, and I, I feel like even Bill or like guys that other teams would look at first before they would look at Russell Westbrook. I do believe Kyrie's staying in Brooklyn. Because he did come out and say, and oh, I know, yeah. I know the whole thing with Boston, where he says I'd not rather be anywhere else than the Celtics, and he, you know, left obviously, but he did say that he's not going anywhere without number seven, Kevin Durant. <laughs> so I think he'll be staying there for the time. Right on, guys! It was a great show. Thank you for being on. It was Eric here, joined here with Mike Hunter, Jack, Chris on the boards. You've been listening to Unlimited Sports on GoMyHigh.com, part of the Beyond Air Network. This has been the Elevated Sports Podcast. Please like and subscribe and follow at Elevated underscore Sagala, S-I-G-A-L-A, on Twitter and Elevated Sports Community on Instagram for updates and interactions with the host. Remember to always stay elevated.